Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. So this morning, I would like to again continue our sermon series on the doctrine of giving. If you remember last week, we started talking about giving, how important giving is. And throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, Word of God talks about giving. And last week we talked about the stewardship in giving. We understood that we are not the owners of all that we possess today. Instead, we are called the stewards of the wealth that God has given in our hands. We don't own them, but God has given them to us and God has asked us to manage the wealth that God has given to us. We learned a couple of things. I'll just quickly take you through the, some of the highlights of what we learned. God wants everything. We are, not, we are stewards. We are not the owners. And we also understood we can't take anything along with us when we leave this earth. We need to go just empty-handed the same way we came to this world. When we leave this world, we need to go empty-handed. And stewards are expected to be faithful to their owners. And we also understood the yardstick of measuring faithfulness or our yardstick of measuring our spiritual performance is not really how many hours we pray, how many times you know, we sing, we dance, we do everything. It's not really that. The spiritual performance is measured by how faithful we are in everything that God has entrusted to us. And we understood money is the testing ground of our faithfulness. Now, to be faithful to the owner, it means we need to behave like stewards. We, cannot, we shouldn't behave like owners. We need to behave like stewards of the wealth that God has given to us. To be faithful also means we need to spend the money for the purpose for which the money is given to us by the owners. And finally, if you remember, we spoke about a parable of an unrighteous steward. And we understood money is given to us today so that scripture is asking us to acquire more friends. More friends through the wealth that God has given to us. So we will have more friends and they will be introduced to Christ so that we will meet them in the eternal heaven. So scripture says, by this unrighteous mammon, scripture is asking us to gain more friends so that when we go to eternity, they will be right there to receive us into the eternity. These are a couple of things we talked about doing last week. Now this morning we are here to understand a couple of more teachings on giving. You know, the doctrine of giving really teaches about how we need to give. How do we approach the, 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 the matter of giving to our God? Now, any teaching on giving, I believe it must begin with God. Anything that we want to talk about giving, it should start with God. You know, everything about Christian charity revolves around the nature of God. Now God's generosity is the reason, is the very reason for our giving to him today. You know, his generous characters are seen as an example for us to give to God. Because we are talking about a God who is a giver. So as I said, if you want to teach anything about giving, we need to start from God. 
God is the starting point for our giving. You know, as I take you through a couple of scriptures today, that's what all we are going to do. I'm going to talk less and I'm going to read more scriptures for you. So as we, we are taken through these scriptures, I want you to, you know, be awake and remember and note it down how, how much, you know, how great giver our God is. What a great giver our God is. If you can turn with me to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. In the very same chapter we read, God took the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. We see God in the garden of Eden giving life to mankind. God was giving life to mankind. Genesis chapter 1 verses 29 to 30 we are going to read in a moment. You know, we are talking about a God who is a giver, who gave life to mankind. You know, if God would not have given life, today you and I are not here. We will not be existing. It's only because God gave us life. And Genesis 1, 29, 30 scripture says, And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of this earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed. God has given every herb, every seed as a food for us. God has given life to us. God has given food to us. Even when children of Israel, when they were walking in the wilderness, and at some point of time, they were out of food. They were asking God. God gave manna. God brought quails into the wilderness. God is always a giver. I want you to understand this morning how much our God gives. Scripture also says God has given us abilities. Exodus chapter 31 verses 3 and 3 to 5. Exodus 31. Let's read the scripture. Very interesting scriptures here. Exodus 31 3 to 5. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom God has given us wisdom in understanding, understanding, knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold, work in silver, work in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. You know where these skills came from? These skills came from God. Because God has given man the ability. You know today we see so much, so many things in this, in this artistic world. We see abilities of human in many different ways today. They are displayed. Who gave us this ability to all do all those things? God has given us the abilities. Proverbs chapter 2 verses 6 to 9. Proverbs chapter 2 verses 6 through 9. Scripture says God has given us wisdom. God has given us wisdom. Scripture says for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. God has given us wisdom. Now today the wisdom that you and I have, it came from God. 
You know, sometimes we, we say that our children are doing really well in our studies. They are really performing well in our study, in their studies. They are able to, you know, come always first top in the top three list in, the, in their classes. Where this wisdom came from? This wisdom comes from God. Proverbs 2, 6 through 9 says, God has given us wisdom. James 1, 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, then where we need to ask God, where we need to go and ask, we need to ask God because he is the giver. We are talking about the one who gives everything to us. Scripture also says he is a giver of good gifts. James chapter 1 verse 17. James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above and this morning as we read the scriptures i want you to understand that god always gives god always gives he never turns us away he never turns us away in fact i want to read from matthew chapter 7 verses 9 through 11. it's a very beautiful scripture here matthew chapter 7 verses 9 through 11. Here scripture says, Or what man is there among you who if a son asks for bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? You know, word of God is very clear. We are evil people when we stand in front of the word of God. Even being an evil person, when our children, when they come and ask us for fish, we will not give snakes. We just give what they want. We are so much careful about what we give to our children. And we are evil still. But how much more our God gives? If we know what to give to our children, scripture is saying that how much more our God knows what he has to give for his children. Those who call upon his name, those who seek after his name, God knows what to be given. God is the giver always. He never turns us away. You know, God gives us wealth. God gives us health. God gives us shelter. God gives us protection. God gives us, you know, the ability to do things. God gives us wisdom. God gives us skills, all the skills that we need. Everything is from God. Everything is from God. He is a giving God. You know, this morning I just want us to understand that fact. God is a giver. You know, when we take what is given to our lives, sometimes we take it out of the context and we try to understand. And we don't see the significance of how much God has given to us. Now, I want to turn your, your attention to a, a man in the, book, in the New Testament. His name is Zacharias. Zacharias was a very old man and his wife was also an old woman. Scripture says, in fact, she passed the age of childbearing. They were not blessed with children in their lives and they became very old. Now suddenly one day, Zacharias was a priest and he was you know, doing his ministry in the temple of God. As he was performing his rituals in the temple of God, an angel of God appeared to him and angel, through angel of God, God spoke to him saying, Zacharias, you are going to be blessed with the child. 
he couldn't believe it and we know that it was not an ordinary child it was a prophetic child it was a prophet in fact the child was a prophet he was declaring the ways of the coming messiah john the baptist zacharias was blessed with the child in their very old age you know i want you to understand this morning there are times we were praying for children in our lives we were not blessed with the baby yet we were crying to god we were asking god and god blessed us where the child came from it's from god from god many of us you know we're, we're struggling to find a job but god gave us a job you know in some of our lives it became very easy the moment you came to the city we were blessed with a job where the job came from you know seldom we try to understand the giving nature of our god and this morning i want us to understand how much giving our god how much he gives to us you know at times when the medical report comes positive we hold hands and pray to god and we ask god lord somehow lord god i cannot go through this procedure i don't want that to happen in my life lord somehow you would deliver me lord and god answers our prayer god answers our prayer he is a giver at times we feel lonely when people leave us and go we feel we are all alone we are just left all alone and we take time to cry to god lord help me i feel lonely i feel everything is working against me lord somehow help me our god helps god brings the right help in the right time an ultimate given giving was done at the cross scripture says he gave his only begotten son at the cross which father will do that which father will see his own son being tortured to death nobody can see that nobody can handle it you can understand the vast nature the giving nature of our god I want to turn your attention to romans 8:32 romans 8:32 here paul writes he says he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things he did not spare his son he gave his son to die for us if he could do that how much true it is that god will freely give when we ask him our god is the giver ultimate giving was done at the cross in fact scripture says when jesus came to this world you know you can imagine he was the creator of this world and when he came to this world when joseph and mary when they were walking to find the place where they can deliver the baby this creation could not give a room to the creator scripture says in second corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 paul says he became poor to make us rich can you imagine anybody who can give every wealth from their lives to somebody and become a poor can you imagine can you just find one person 
on the face of this earth under the heaven who wrote everything off and become zero balance in the bank gave everything and the next day started begging nobody scripture says second corinthians 8 9 for you know the grace of our lord jesus christ that though he was rich it for the sake for our sakes he became poor that we through his poverty might become rich he became poor for our sakes you can imagine when the heavy cross was put on him and he was asked to carry the cross to mount golgotha he was just a poor person ordinary person who was not even rebelling against those roman soldiers who was who were torturing him he was just an ordinary poor man why that status came to him because he became poor to make us rich today you and i talk about eternal life where that came from because somebody gave that to us jesus was always a giver he gave salvation to us he gave eternal life to us he healed many of those who are sick and even today he heals he's a giver always he's an ever giving god and today you and i see this example and as we study about giving the doctrine of giving we have somebody who has already gone ahead of us and we found everything that he did he was giving to us in everything that he did it was given it was given it was given to us life was given to us food was given to us wisdom was given to us all the skills were given to us and all the blessings that you and i enjoy today in christ all the spiritual blessings were given to us we see our god and ever giving god and today as the title of my message goes a giving god and a giving christian because our god is a giving god we are givers today there is no other reason why we give to him we find him as an example as a model and today we give we talked about the one who gives the giving god let's talk about a giving christian a giving christian now i came across this story three pastors they were talking about how they get paid every month it's a very funny story interesting story three pastors they just joined together and they were just discussing among themselves how they get paid every month the first one told every sunday after i collect the offering i draw a circle on the floor i throw all the offerings up and whatever falls inside the circle i give it to god and whatever falls outside the circle i take it for myself and the second pastor told no 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 i won't do that of course i draw a circle as you did and i draw a circle and i throw all the offerings up and whatever falls within the circle i take that i won't give it to god i take that and whatever falls outside the circle i give it to god and the third pastor came and he told exactly i do the same thing even i draw a circle on the ground i draw a circle and i throw all the offering up whatever god wants he takes it and whatever falls on the ground 
I take it. You know, sometimes that's what we think giving is. Sometimes we think God needs our money. That's the reason probably we give to God. God is begging for our money. We don't give for that reason. He has everything. Like last week we talked about, He owns everything. He doesn't really need our money. But still we give to God because we follow someone who is a giver. We follow our God. He gives. He still gives us. I enjoy his blessings, his givings, and I'm sure you and you are also enjoying his blessings, his givings in our lives. You know, so much of charity is built around God. He's a compassionate God. He's a loving God. He's always a giver. You know, that's the reason people come running to Christ Jesus. They try their level best going to different places, and eventually they come to Christ. The reason is they find so much of love surrounded him. Now, yesterday I was listening to a testimony by a man, by a young boy, who was a Muslim. He came to know about Lord Jesus Christ. And in his testimony, he shared many different things. But one thing he said is, I never heard about a loving God. A God who loves. And when I came to Christ, I see so much of love surrounding him. So much of love around him. When I am bothered with something, I go and kneel down. I see, I feel his love. How can we have such a loving God? And today I'm able to go and tell everybody because of the love of God. We see so much of charity built around our God. And God expects that to be built around every Christian. And we follow a God who is a giver. And he wants us to be giving too. We are talking about a giving Christian. The reason for our giving today, just put three reasons why we give. Number one, we worship a God who is a giver. Can we repeat that after me? We worship a God. We worship a God who is a giver. Number two, my God is generous. I want to be generous too. My God is generous and I want to be generous too. Third reason, I give because God expects me to give. God expects me to give. We worship a God who is a giver. My God is generous, so I want to be generous too. I give because God expects me to give. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. Very beautiful scripture. I, I, I came to know this scripture only when I prepared this sermon. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. Scripture says, While you are enriched, being enriched, in everything to all bountifulness which causes through us thanksgiving to God. I don't know whether it makes any sense to you. It's a little tough. I read that many different times. Okay, now I'll read it from New KJV, New King James Version. Put it a little light. Well, you are enriched in everything for all liberality. You are enriched in everything for all liberality. And the NIV says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. That's what exactly the scripture says. 
You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. You know, it means God gives to us, God fills us, and he expects us to give. He gives us and he wants us to give. He is generous over our lives and he expects us to be generous. You know, we are talking about a God who is a giver and now we are talking about a Christian who is a giver. You know, in the life of a child of God, there cannot be any selfish ambitions in our lives that can prevent us from giving to God. You know, at times we, we are so selfish. We don't want to give. We don't want to give to poor. We don't want to give to God. We don't want to give to the work of God because at times we become so selfish. You know, I believe we become selfish because we don't really understand who our God is. Our God is a giver. Our God is a giver. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 17, Scripture says, in fact, God says in Deuteronomy 16, 17, every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. You know, God is commanding us to give. We follow a God who is a giver, and we want to give to God because he is generous. We also want to give to God because he expects us to do. As it says, says in Deuteronomy 16, 17, every man shall give as he is able. You know, God has given us ability. According to our ability, God expects us to give. We are talking about why giving is very important in our lives. You know, all through the Bible, we see children of God were givers. Want you to want, want to take you to the Old Testament time. Giving was just inherit, inherent within them. Children of God, children of Israel, they were having that within them. It was in their blood. You know, today, giving is in our blood too. Why? Because we serve a God who is a giver. Who is a giver. I want to read a couple of scriptures. Let's, 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 let's go to Genesis chapter 14. There we, scripture talks about a man of God by name Abraham. Abraham. Genesis chapter 14, verses 18 to 20. You know, when God gave Abraham victory over the king of Elam, Abraham, you know, took victory over the king. Abraham took victory over the king and he plundered everything from that kingdom. Now on his way back, he met somebody. The scripture called him as a high priest of the Most High. His name is Melchizedek. High priest of the Most High. He is a typo of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Abraham met him. And probably we don't know what they discussed about. Scripture says, Abraham gave Melchizedek tithes of all the spoil he had taken in that victory. Abraham gave tithe to Melchizedek, one-tenth of everything that he got. Now, I was just wondering, who talked about tithe to Abraham? His name was not Abraham, Abraham at that time. He was not blessed with a child yet. Who told him about tithe? The only one answer I got, he saw a God who was a giver. He saw a God 
who was a giver. That motivated him to give. He gave him a promise in, in Genesis chapter 12. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you a blessing. You know the scripture, I will bless you and make you a blessing. I will bless you talks about the giving nature of God. And I will make you a blessing. It talks about the giving nature of a Christian. The giving nature of a Christian. Abraham saw the giver. And Abraham was just right there to give tithe to Melchizedek. What about children of Israel in the wilderness? Children of Israel, you know, they were taught to give to God. They were giving to the work of God in the wilderness. If you read the whole book of chapter of number 28, Numbers 28 will not go there. There are eight types of offerings scripture talks about. Just want to read those offerings to you. The names of those offerings. Number 28. Daily offerings. Sabbath offerings. Monthly offerings. Offerings at Passover. Offerings at the Feast of Weeks. Offering as the Feast of Trumpets. Offerings on the Day of Atonement. Offerings at the Feast of Tabernacle. So many offerings. And God had ordained them to give. They were giving children of Israel they were giving they were giving there are five major offerings the leviticus book of leviticus talks about we will talk about that in detail in the, in the coming days levitical sacrificial system of offering to god number one it is a burnt offering number two meat offering peace offering sin offering and trespass offering there are so many offerings mentioned in the book of numbers and the leviticus children of israel were taught to give to god in fact, God was asking them to bring offerings. Just want, you to re want us to read the uh, you know, scripture, scripture portion from Exodus chapter 25. It's very interesting how God is instructing children of Israel to bring offerings unto him. Let's read from Exodus chapter 25 verses 1 through 8. Exodus chapter 25 verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me, you know, God is asking, tell the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. So it's not only God is a giver, not only he is generous, he's also instructing me to give. He's also expecting me to give. He's telling the children of Israel to bring the offering to him from everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. Somebody who is not willing to give, he doesn't want to give. God always loves the cheerful giver. That story comes in my mind again. A mother sent her daughter with two coins, one dollar coin and one quarter in the daughter's hand. And she sent her to the church. And the offering time came, she had one dollar coin and one quarter. And she finally put an offering there. When she got back home, Mother asked the child, which coin you gave to God? And the daughter told, the quarter. And she's still keeping the one dollar. Mother asked, why did you do that? She said, mom, to be frank, I wanted to give that one dollar coin to God. But when I was about to give, the preacher told, God is pleased when we give cheerfully to God. Then I decided to switch the coin because I want to give it to God cheerfully. Then I put the quarter in the offering box. 
the God suddenly loves the cheerful giver. Here God says in Exodus 25, those who bring the offering cheerfully collect the offering from them. Exodus 25 verse 3. And this is the offering which you shall take from them. Gold, silver and bronze, blue, purple and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat's hair and ram skins, dyed red, badger skins and acacia wood. Oil for the light and the spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. You know, God is instructing the children of Israel to bring offering. Just want to quickly read another scripture, Exodus 36, verses 2 to 7. Exodus 36, verse 2. Then Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every gifted artisan in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, everyone whose heart was stirred to come and do the work. And they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of making the sanctuary. So they continued bringing to him free will offerings every morning. <laughs> and if you can read with me to verse 7, for the material they had was sufficient for all the work to be done. Indeed, it was too much. You know, children of God, Israel, they brought so much of material to God to build a sanctuary. And Moses had to tell them, stop giving. Stop giving. Because it was too much. They don't need that much offering. Moses had to stop them from giving. We are talking about giving Christians. Children of Israel, they were giving. Jesus was teaching on giving. A couple of scriptures here. Matthew 5.42. Scripture says, I'm reading from NIV. Give to the one who asks you. And do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. When someone asks us, God is asking us to give. Today we think whether he'll be able to give it. Or whether he is really taking advantage of me. But God is asking us to give. God is asking us to give. Luke chapter 6 verses 32 to 35. We'll not go there in detail. When you give, scripture says, do not expect. Do not expect that back. Give it to him. You know, if you expect, expectantly if you give something, what is the benefit of giving? In fact, scripture says, don't give it to those people who are able to return that to you. Do not give to them. Give to them who cannot return that money back to you. You know, some of us at times worried, I gave that thousand dollars, thousand rupees, or you know, five thousand rupees to somebody. He has never returned it. I remember those days when I was working. People come, some, someone came and told me that, you know, that the tragedy of things that, that he is going through in his family. And, you know, my heart moved. And I gave him, I don't know, seven thousand or ten thousand rupees, I gave him. Went to the ATM and then took that money immediately and handed it over to him. He never gave it. He never returned it. Scripture says, give to such people. Probably they don't return it. Your reward is in heaven. Mark chapter 9 verse 41. Mark chapter 9 verse 41. He says, for whoever gives you a cup of water in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Jesus is teaching us to give. Luke chapter 21 verses 1 to 4. Scripture talks about a woman who put two mites in the offering box. 
All that she had was just two mites, two coins. She put that in the offering box. God appreciates that giving. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, Luke chapter 6 verse 38, Give and it will be given to you. And when we give to God, this is how God gives us back. Because we talk about a God who is a giver. And we give little to God and this is how God gives that back to us. As we read in Luke chapter 6 verse 38, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye measure with it shall be measured to you again. When we give little, God gives us full. And that's the grieving nature of our God. We read in the book of Acts, the early church was a giving church. In the book of Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 37, it says, you know, they sold all their possessions and they brought everything to the feet of apostles. Because they want to make sure that nobody lacks anything. They had everything in common. They enjoyed everything in common. That was the practice in the early church. We're talking about Christian who is a giver. People who lived at the time of Jesus. You know, Mary Magdalene, if you remember those ladies. I just want you to know, read the scripture. Luke chapter 8 verses 1 to 3. Luke chapter 8. Even our Lord Jesus Christ, he was in need of financial support when he was living on this earth. We read that from Luke chapter 8 verses 1 to 3. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village preaching. I'm reading from Luke chapter 8 verses 1 to 3. Bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom he had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many other who provided for Jesus from their substance. Who ministered to Jesus by giving. Who provided to Jesus. Early Christians, they were giving too. If you remember Joseph, who was a wealthy man, he, had his, he already planned his own tomb. When Jesus died at the cross, he went and asked Herod or Pilate to, to bring that body down. And he brought that body, the body of Jesus, and he gave his own tomb. And Nicodemus was right standing there. He brought kilos of you know, incense to be applied over the body of Jesus. Giving was in the part of their life. And this morning we talk about a giving God and a giving Christian. To summarize what we talked about, any teaching on giving must begin with God. Everything about Christian charity is centered around God. And God expects us to give because our Heavenly Father is a giver. The reason for our giving, three reasons. We worship a God who is a giver. Our God is generous, so I want to be generous. I give to God because God expects me to give. God gave. Our forefathers gave. The early church gave. Jesus' followers gave. And God expects us to give. And we serve a God who is a giver. And his followers, followers are expected to give. And this morning, shall we close our eyes?
Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swaminathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.